This is a podcast by the Business Times. Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by the Business Times, where we offer financial investment tips. I'm your host, Chris Lim. Today, we have with us Mark Cheng, media sales lead at financial comparison site Money Smart. Welcome to the show, Mark. Hi, thanks for having me. We're talking about cashback cards, points cards, and things maybe people need to consider to figure out how to get the most from them, or even to pick the right one. So to kick things off, what are some things people need to consider when you know, approaching cashback or points cards? I think most of the times we found that people are either cashback cards or rewards card mm-hmm. people, and I think that's largely driven by how they want to receive that reward. Right? It's a very simple distinction between simplicity on the cashback side: you spend, you get a rebate, it's done. And then there's the rewards point side, which gives people a bit more variety to choose what they want to redeem those points for. Could be vouchers, could be air miles, could be a spa, you know, whatever, right? But that also does require a little bit more effort. So I think that that's the quickest distinction that people will immediately make, right? But once you get past that, which is a relatively quick decision to make, then it really boils down to what you're spending on, right? And I think that that's a, a, also a very basic consideration around choosing credit cards, right? You want to be able to be rewarded for what you spend on the most. I think one of the things that people may not consider or may not know is to think about how much they are spending, right? And most cashback credit cards have minimum spends that are relatively reasonable. And I think that people may or may not know that this minimum spend also determines whether or not they'll be able to enjoy the bonus tiers of cashback that they signed up for the card for. It's usually a couple hundred bucks, right? And if you don't meet that, then you don't get these several percent yes. cashback or whatever. You yes. know, it's just the minimum. Yes. And that's in the fine print. Yep, exactly. I think that that's something that people need to consider a bit more. But also when I say how much you are spending, it's not so much just to hit the minimum spend, but it also determines what kind of card you get, right? Because Apart from the minimum spend, there are also caps in terms of how much you can receive, both for cashback cards as well as rewards points cards. And this is something that people may miss out in their excitement to get these rewards. So what you're saying is that if you choose the wrong card, you may find yourself not rewarded beyond a certain level of spend. Exactly. That's kind of worrying. Yeah. I mean, that's something that you know people should take note of. But that has also given rise to quite a number of cards that peg themselves as unlimited cashback cards, right? They offer you a slightly lower cashback than than your regular, you know, bonus cashback cards. But of course, there's no cap on your spending. There's no minimum spend. So it's relatively fuss-free, right? Why I say it's important that people actually think about how much they're spending is because there are cards that may sit slightly higher than your normal mass market cards. These may be cards that could be available to people who sign up for a privileged banking service and it does offer you a better rate and it also has a much higher expenditure cap as well. And so the reason why I say people need to think about how much they're spending is because I think it's very natural to gravitate towards like unlimited, right? I think that that's generally built into all of us. But if you think about how much you're spending, these middle tier cards that actually offer you a better cashback rate than the unlimited cards might be more suitable for you because you might not be spending that much per month and you can still enjoy these benefits as well. If you like Money Hacks so far, please subscribe to Money Hacks on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify and like us and give us a rating. And now back to our conversation about little known considerations or often overlooked considerations about credit cards with Mark Ching, 
media sales lead at financial comparison site Money Smart. So Mark, you were mentioning earlier, I mean, step one is know how much you're spending because it helps you pick what kind of card you should get. And unlimited cards, unlimited cashback cards, for example, might not always be the answer because you might not spend so much that you reap more rewards from that unlimited cashback percentage. Exactly. Versus a middle tier, sort of a middle tier card with a cap that you actually fall beneath. Yep, exactly. So, I mean, I think that's something that does require a little bit more uh, homework Mm -hmm. (laughs) on your part to think about that. But I think it's definitely worth it if you are, let's say, getting almost 1% more Mm -hmm. in terms of cashback, right? Without needing to think about how much you're spending, right? So I think one of the benefits of unlimited cashback cards is, of course, you can just spend, right? You don't have to worry about it. But if you are signing up for one of these middle tier cards, which has a higher cap that you're not going to reach anyway, you don't need to think about that either. Right? It's effectively unlimited for you then. Exactly, mm. exactly. So in that sense, it is practically unlimited. I think one of the other things when it comes to expenditure, especially in the realm of rewards cards, is the fact that apart from miles, or actually, no, let me correct myself. In certain situations, this applies to miles as well. You need to redeem your points in tranches. It's not like you can redeem a $1 voucher at 500 points, $2 voucher at like 1,000 points it's a fixed amount, right? So it's like a $50 voucher for, say, 12,000 points. And some cards also require you to redeem miles in tranches as well. So you get, let's say, for example, 2,500 miles for whatever, like 8,000 points, right? So what the banks will do is they will reverse calculate that to say like one mile is how many dollars, but actually it doesn't work in that linear fashion. You still need to accrue X number of points before you can redeem them for a bunch of miles. So that's something that people need to think about as well because when it gets to the point where they want to redeem their points for miles and they're short of a certain amount of points for the next tranche of air miles then you're not going to be able to get what you want in totality you might find yourself stuck in limbo yeah pretty much right right? or well you need to spend more money which Mm. is may not necessarily be a good thing Mm. but i have a question what if your spending is lumpy in the sense that, say it's an air miles card or it's a points card that I would primarily use to redeem air miles. But heck, I, I got kids, so I only travel in the middle of the year and the end of the year. So I only spend, you know, a few months before that trip. So the rest of the year, I don't spend much. It's very lumpy. Is that all right? So that's a good question, right? Because, I mean, then that also begs the question of whether that is what you spend on the most. It doesn't necessarily have to be the case where you spend on your trip to get air miles specifically, right? I mean, that does tend to be the angle for a lot of air miles cards, right? They want you to use that for travel. But there are other rewards points cards that do uh, reward you for shopping, for dining, and now even things like paying for your grab or whatever, right? That will allow you to accrue miles as well, or, or rather exchange your points for miles. And so that's why it is important to think about what that key expenditure is. What are you spending on the most that you can maximize your rewards points for? or in terms of earning those bonus miles or points, right? And if it's the case that you want to spend on your travel, then find a card that really rewards you for things like, you know, hotel bookings and your flight bookings, which can be a significant amount of money, right? So it may not necessarily be the case that you need to look at what you consistently spend on the most. I think the mo- the best lumpy example I can give you are weddings, Mm. Right, and that's I think probably the single thing that people use to really like kickstart their mouse journey. They basically use a mouse card and they pay for their wedding dinner. 
that can come up to quite a sizable sum. You know, it's a one-off though, right? It is, but if you think about how much you're spending there versus, well, I, I guess most other things, it is quite a big sum. And of course, when we talk about you know making the most out of uh, sign-up bonuses, for example, this is the best because sign-up bonuses typically require you to spend a certain amount of money within a certain amount of time. So let's say, for example, it's spend ten thousand dollars within three months. Now, on a regular basis, you'd be like, okay, how do I spend ten thousand dollars in three months? With things like weddings, no problem, right? <laughs> One shot, bam, that's it. You, you, you've settled the requirements for your bonus miles and you also have a big sum of money that you can earn your base rate on. Yeah, so maybe apply for that key credit card right before your wedding. Exactly. Mm. And interestingly, what we found is that I think hotels are also quite smart about this. They're very familiar with the way the different credit cards work. So if you were to tell them, okay, I have such and such credit card, they'll tell you, oh, okay, we need to split your payments up uh, in this sort of way to make the best use of the card benefits. Let's say, for example, it has to be that you spend X amount per month consistently. They will help you to break that up. Maybe not all hotels, but, but I, we, we have heard of hotels that have done that before. Well, thanks for all these tips, Mark. Some of them that we haven't discussed on the show before. Very useful, thank you. We've been speaking with Mark Ching, media sales lead at financial comparison site Money Smart. Thanks for helping us think about credit cards and all the considerations about making the most from them. That's a wrap for the story of Money Hacks. We hope you like these tips. That was an SBH podcast by The Business Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times and The Business Times online. Any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.